is A-M-E-N, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U-S-A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar Dave. is a special presentation of the Cigar Dave Show, America at War with the Chinese Virus. With the latest intel, here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. Are you getting sick of being confined? Are you missing going out to the movies, going out to dine, going out for a cocktail? taking your harem out for an evening on the town? I would say the answer is yes, resounding. Everybody is sick and tired of our home confinement or just going out for groceries, pharmaceutical supplies. But we are still about three weeks away from hopefully being able to eradicate the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, so we may resume our normal livelihoods and our normal activities. It is short-term pain for long-term gain. I hate to think of the fact that if we did not do this now in the month of April and we let this linger and then had to do this again later in the summer for a month, two months, the pain would be excruciating. So we'll take the pain now for long-term gain. Stay the course, my fellow alphas. We are on the right track. Hopefully the numbers will start getting better. I can tell you one thing that's not getting better. My anger and resentment towards the Chinese Communist Party gangster thug pricks. As you know, I do not spare any words against the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. I cannot stand them. I am just absolutely beyond perturbed as what they have done, not only to our lives, to our health, to our economy, not just for the United States, but the entire world. As always, I extend to you my long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio. We say always pleasure. I know, not pleasure right now, but we will get back to that. As always, uh, we come to you from Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City, your global five-star and alpha male-in-chief. And I have, joining us, two co-hosts. First, a co-host that has joined us the last two weeks. Why we keep inviting him back from his London bunker, I have no idea. We have the colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations, Mick the Brit. Greetings, Mick. Greetings, General, and I tell you why, because you couldn't believe how bad it was the last time I was on. 
<laughs> no, you're okay, Mick. Actually, you were fantastic. And the other voice that you hear, the laughter you hear, is yeah. from Voice Talent Ed, who not only is the official voice talent for the Cigar Dave Show, but WWE, all sorts of concerts, TV stations, shows. Voice Talent Ed, I know that you have been doing a lot of work around the house because things have quieted down because many of your assignments with the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, you can't have concerts, you can't have big uh, big uh, sporting events and exhibitions, so consequently there's no advertising, and you're the voice of all of it's those a, concerts and, and uh, exhibits. It's a surreal time, General, and uh, I can't believe you brought this old hack back. No, great to have you on. I mean, actually, uh, Portuguese Princess Colleen said she was so tired of you just hanging around and driving her crazy that if I could take you off her hands for two hours, that would be most appreciated. Oh, you know it. I mean, she's been cooking. up. In fact, I've got a stove full of uh, all of the Salem's hot dogs that she cooked because I picked those up at Publix. I was able to find them. And right. They I had a bogo, by the way. Is... Buy one, get one free, I think, a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if this keeps up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weigh as much as Kelly Brownell. <laughs> Who's that blubber bag that you yes. uh, uh, got Enemy into? Of the... Food pleasure police uh, Kelly Brownell, who <laughs> loves lecturing everybody about dieting and food and the obesity epidemic. Yet, when you look at him, he's abs beyond rotund. And in fact, you'll recall about five years ago or so, maybe it was a little bit longer, at the Cigar Retailers Convention in Orlando. I'm walking from the convention center back to the Peabody Hotel. It was the Peabody at the time. It's, I think it's now a Hyatt. I'm walking back, and there is some other American psychologist convention or something else going on, and lo and behold, who do I see walking in front of me? I couldn't miss him. His Waddling ass was about four times the size of Hillary Clinton's, and Felon Hillary has a humongous derriere, huge tuchus. Well, I see him, and I'm like, no way. That is Kelly Brownell. I'm going to stop and I'm going to talk to him. So I go up to Kelly Brownell. I introduce myself. And I said, you know, you have been the subject of many conversations on my nationally syndicated show. He said, really? I said, yes. I said, we've talked about how you want to dictate how people should eat and live. You want to increase taxes on soda. You want to uh, enact other taxes on snack food. Because you say Americans can't help themselves, that they need somebody to guide them. And I find it interesting that you, of all people, are a, a, a person who espouses this, yet as I look, it seems from one of your recent books that I have uh, actually seen from the cover to now, you picked up a few pounds. And he said, well, I've been under a lot of stress. And I said, like 100 pounds worth? And he said... It's as big as a 1950 he, Buick. He said... Well, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm working on it, this and that. And again, I find it amazing. The ones that stand on their soapboxes, that wag their finger at everyone else, do as I say, not as I do, that tell everybody else how to live their lives, are the ones that are the most hypocritical. So I said to him, I said, look, let me ask you this question. I said, you tell everybody else what to do, yet how can you be the role model espousing that when... By all means, you're out of shape. Uh, I said, I don't know the last time you did any exercise, but clearly, it, probably not very recently. And I said, but I'll tell you what, 
I'm going to do a power walk tomorrow morning three miles. You won't be able to go three miles, but how about we just go maybe a half mile? Oh, well, I'm busy. I can't do it. I said, wait a minute. I'm looking out for your health. And he said, look, I don't make any apologies for wanting to enact taxes and, and on, on beverages and snack foods and unhealthy, unhealthy foods. I said, well, then what's your excuse? I said, is a government tax going to stop you? And by that point, he was getting really perturbed. I said, look, I'd love to have you on my show and debate. And he said, I, I, I don't have time to do this and started walking away. I said, Kelly, wait a minute. I said, are you afraid to come on and debate your point of view? I said, I realize I'm difficult debate competition, but I would be very polite just like I'm polite right now. He started running. I mean, not running. I mean, he waddled is what he did because he couldn't run and he couldn't jog. He couldn't sprint. But again... The hypocrisy is amazing. All these enemies of pleasure, the same people that espouse climate change, that the earth is overheating, that uh, sea levels are rising at fast beyond rates that are going to flood all of the coastal cities. The guys like former President Barack Obama, who tells everyone that the sea levels are rising. If we don't do something, it's an imminent threat, yet spends $13 million dollars on a Martha's Vineyard estate that sits, you guessed it, at sea level. Again, the hypocrisy is rampant and blatant. All these people that love to tell everybody else how to live their lives never look in the mirror. I find it rather amazing. General, I have one for you. Yes. The The Scottish Health Minister, she resigned because... Last weekend, she was pictured with her children going back to her second residence. Not once, but twice. And she's the same woman that said, do not leave your house, stay put, blah, 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 you know, lockdown. And as a result of the Sunday publications last week, she had to resign. Don't do as I do, do as I say. That is correct. And another public official who is defying the lockdown, the stay-at-home order, New York City Mayor Bill DeCami Blasio. You're going to love this. Telling everybody stay at home, stay close. We don't want to spread the virus. Even when you walk or if you're out and about, we don't recommend you do that. Maintain six feet. Well, he defied the stay-at-home order to walk in a park 11 miles away from his home. Now, I love these guys. He's one of the people saying, well, climate change, we have to reduce fossil fuels, get to a green, efficient energy program. Yet, he can't find a park or a street to walk on right outside his home. He had to go 11 miles to Brooklyn to take his daily walk with his... Have you ever seen his wife, by the way? Oh, jeez. Ooh, scary. Let me tell you, I'd say a dog. No, not a wolf wolf. No, that is an insult to Pendragon's Royal Baron, my German (laughs) shepherd canine. Because Baron is a good-looking canine. And when I say, ooh, what a dog. No, no, that's, that's insulting to dogs, to canines. The woman, let's put it this way, could stop a Mack truck. Not attractive any way, shape, or form. But And I call him Big Bird because he kind of looks like Big Bird. He's like, what, 10 feet tall, 9 feet tall? In any event, he takes an 11-mile trip to Brooklyn to take his daily walks despite the state's stay-at-home order for non-essential business uh, or for non-essential travel or business. 
But he says, for me to be most effective, he needs to go and take his walks. Okay, fine. Great. No problem. You got to go 11 miles from his house in Manhattan, his residence in Manhattan, every day. Now, think of the amount of fuel and carbon that he's emitting. Again, do as I say, not as I do. (coughs) Governor Cuomo was very perturbed because he criticized the laxness on social distancing, especially over last weekend. He said it was wholly unacceptable. And Cuomo's program, his pause program, calls on New Yorkers to limit outdoor recreational activity, practice social distancing six feet away from others when outside, and to postpone non-essential gatherings. Now, de Blasio has received tremendous amounts of criticism during the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus pandemic for not heeding the advice of his very own state government. De Blasio was seen traveling to the gym on the day Cuomo called for non-essential businesses to close. And he also told New Yorkers, this is de Blasio, to go on with your lives, get out on the town, go see movies, as recently as March 2nd, despite reports of Italian cities being locked down. Again, more hypocrisy. Hypocrisy on the climate change front where he's saying we have to transition to all electric vehicles. We have to transition to to buildings that are all green. We have to get off of fossil fuels. But he has no problem taking a two SUV or three SUV convoy 11 miles away to go walk. He can't walk outside his home. More hypocrisy. It is beyond ridiculous. But it's not surprising. We see this all the time from, from all these political officials. It never ceases to amaze me. Now, Let me uh, do this. First of all, for those of you that may be catching the show for the first time, I've received many emails from people saying, I have, General, I I caught your show. A friend of mine was telling me you're going after the Chinese communists. Love it. So we've gotten many new listeners that have joined us. So if you want to follow us on social media, first of all, go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You'll see all the links to social media, our social media platforms, Twitter, at CigarDaveShow, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Cigar Dave. Cigar Dave is the handle for all of those. Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. Sergeant Steve, by the way, I've also uh, added a parlor account, which is similar to Twitter without the, without the speech restrictions. So we will uh, soon add that. I will get you all that information. I have been derelict in my duty getting you that information, but I will get that to you. Now, I've got a ton of other items that I would like to get to. I've got to talk about the World Health Organization. They are a complete, utter failure disaster in the tank for the Chinese Communist Party. I've got a whole bunch of stories about the Chinese Communists. I've got a story about the acting Navy secretary. You've by now heard it. He fired the, the captain of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, and he flies. You're going to love this. He flies all the way to Guam. And back, a 35-hour trip costing $250,000 on a Gulfstream to go talk to the troops and the members aboard the ship for 15 minutes. It did not turn out well any, by any account. So we will get to that. I've also got some information about hydroxychloroquine. We will get to that as well. But first up, let me bring up an interesting item, an interesting development that occurred at one of the presidential briefings and news conferences 
I believe it was, uh, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Tuesday. Now, I do want to say this about the presidential Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus updates, the task force updates, and his news conferences. They're getting way the hell too long. They are not campaign rallies, Mr. President. You need to keep it light, bright, and tight. 30 minutes. You ramble, you go on and on, you take these reporters' questions where you get off topic, you get off track, and his popularity has waned a little bit in terms of how he's handling the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus pandemic. And I have been a frequent critic of him. I believe it is wrong for him to criticize any governor, no matter if a governor criticizes you, you rise above it. And you state, a reporter says, well, the governor said you didn't do this or you didn't do that. You simply say, look, I'm not going to get into politics here. We have provided what governors have asked us. I'm going to stick to topic. I'm going to talk about what we are doing to make sure that every city has the proper health equipment, protective equipment. We're building hospitals. Don't go in a name-calling contest with J.B. Pritzker, who, by all accounts, isn't the brightest light on the tree. Don't get into a peeing contest with any of the other governors that you have an issue with. Don't be political during a hurricane, a pandemic, an earthquake, fires, any other disasters. Your job as governor, as mayor, as president is to rise above politics. Lead people. Give them direction. Give them a way out. Give them hope. And when he gets off on these tangents, it's a turnoff. I'm a big Trump supporter. You all know that. But it is a major, major turnoff, and it's unacceptable. And he rambles. It goes way long. He, he does a briefing, brings up somebody for a few minutes. Then he takes questions for an hour while the task force people, Vice President Pence and Dr. Bricks and Fauci, are all behind him for an hour waiting. Unacceptable. And if he wants to know why the networks, the, the news networks, are turning off caring his uh, task force press conferences because he's turning them into political rallies and bash fests. It's unacceptable. Give people the information. Give a statement three, four, five minutes. Bring up Vice President Pence. Bring up the Secretary of State if he's got an update. Dr. Burks, Dr. Fauci, whomever else, head of FEMA, HHS, whomever. And then take 10 minutes of questions. Be done with it in half an hour, 35 minutes. It goes on and on and on. Now, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold this because at the news conference earlier in the week, President Trump took a question from a reporter, not just any reporter, but a reporter who happens to work for China Communist Party, state-owned Phoenix TV in Hong Kong, even though she knowingly lied when President Trump asked her if she was working for the Chinese government. Because she didn't answer or ask a question, she gave a statement. Now, why she's even in the White House media briefing room is beyond me. Why we let anybody from China in the White House or any other government building is beyond me. China is the enemy. The Chinese Communist Party is the absolute enemy. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Now, Here's what we'll do. Before we do that, some sad news. Mick the Brit, I know you are a big James Bond fan. The name is Bond, James Bond. Let me hear you say it, Mick. Roger Moore, Stiney. Bond. James Bond. No, no, no. There's only one James Bond, and it is not Roger Moore. No, it's I Sean know. Connery. 
It's Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. I'm Sean Connery. You know what? I saw him in a... That actor, Sean Connery, I saw him in a movie earlier today called The Anderson Tapes. He's a bit older, and uh, it, it's well worth checking out. The Anderson Tapes. All right. Well, well, as you know, Sean Connery, known for the James Bond series. And one of the movies that he played, Bond, 1964's Goldfinger. Great James Bond flick with the one, the only, the original Sean Connery. Well, sadly, the co-starring actress in Goldfinger, Honor Blackman, died this week at the age of 94, and she played a well-known character. Sergeant Steve, hit it, please. Who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. Honor Blackman played the well-known character Pussy Galore, a pilot. She portrayed a pilot in the 1964 James Bond hit Goldfinger. She also played Kathy Gale in the 1960s TV series The Avengers. And she was born in Plaistow, Essex, England. Mick, do you know where that is? Plaistow, Essex? It, actually, General, it's it's just uh, to the east of the city of London. It's pronounced Plaistow. Plaistow, okay. I yes. said Pla- Plaistow, Plaistow. Plaistow, yes. Essex in 1925, trained at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and played Pussy Galore in the 1964 movie Goldfinger. And I'll tell you what, I'll never forget. He would always say, now, Pussy, can you hand me a drink? Pussy, can you do this? Hello, I'm Pussy Galore. I mean... What? You can't come up with a better name than Pussy Galore. <laughs> Honor Blackman passed away at the age of 94. She was quite hot in the day. P- Pussy Galore from Mick the Brit, Voice Talent Ed, myself and every alpha. Rest in peace, Pussy. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Special coverage of America at War Against the Chinese Virus continues. With more, here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. Now I should tell everyone with the Good Friday holiday and holiday weekend, we are recording, broad, conducting broadcast maneuvers on Thursday afternoon, April 9th, along with Mick the Brit, Colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations, joining us from his World War II bunker in London. And we've got voice talent Ed. From my his... living room in Venice, Florida. Uh, I was thought you were going to tell me Venice, Italy for a second, because had you no, said that, I, I would have said stay away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I won't breathe on the microphone. That is a good thing. So we are recording on Thursday, April 9th. And General, as of this in... moment. Yes, Mick. Sorry, General, to interrupt, and uh, it was rude of me. But here in the UK, today is known as Maundy Thursday. Maundy Thursday. What is Maundy Thursday? M-A-U-N-D-Y. Maundy Thursday. And there's an old tradition here in the UK where Her Majesty the Queen, or the monarch at the time, would give money. And it was known as Maundy Money to poor people. I don't think she's doing that today. Hmm. She's not today, sir, no. But I just thought I'd share that with you on this auspicious day. Well, I wish you'd give it to me. (laughs) Well, the because, good news you know, is I, like she... I told you, I did that 23andMe thing, and I found out that I'm, I, I might be German in name only, but I'm actually 53% British. I don't even think you know this, uh, General. If you're 53%? Yeah, yeah. British. Oh, uh, now we're going to have to, well, I'm since you're a majority, we're going to have to call I'm... you Ed the Brit. I, 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 do, I don't know. I don't want to steal anybody's name, I mean, but jeez. Yeah, that's all right, as long I, as it's not Mick. It, I was gobsmacked by it. Well, let me just say that the queen is is properly secured at one of her castles. She has left Buckingham Palace, and she's at one of her other palaces. Yes, of course, the same stick that is up her posterior, her ass, remains in place, even during her conversation last week, her message to all the Brits. Yes, very nice. Poor, you know, think about this. Poor uh, Prince Charles. Like Prince yeah. Charles now is not a young guy. He's not a spring chicken. Prince Charles is like, what, 72? Yeah. Well, the only thing wrong is his ears. Well, he keeps, and he keeps thinking, one of these days, I'm going to be king. One of these days. And every morning he says, damn, she woke up. Damn, this could be my chance. <laughs> and before you know it, I got news for you. He could croak before her. She's, she's 94 and she may live another 100 years. She just keeps on going. So ultimately, Prince Charles may not get the chance to wear the Funny crown 
And the, uh, the although I do get a kick when they wear their uniforms with all their medals. Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously, I could get one. Yeah. Of, that's a great Halloween costume. I wish I could, yeah. if I could get a Halloween costume looking like Prince Charles, believe me, it's a scary looking costume. Well, General, Mick, uh, General affectionately yeah, here in the UK is known as Charlie Medals. They're known as what now? <laughs> he, he's affectionately known as Charlie Medo- Medals. Oh, he's known as Charlie Medals. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, it's funny. When they all wear, they dress up with their pomp and circumstance, all the medals and the epaulets from their shoulders. It is pretty humorous. It would make a great trick-or-treat. It's, you know, trick-or-treat coming as Prince Charles. Anyway, Mick the Brett, first up, Boris Johnson, General. as of the recording of this show, just received information mm-hmm. that... Boris Johnson has been taken out of ICU back to either a step-down floor or a normal floor. He's not in a regular room like all the Comanas, Mick. That I can guarantee you. But by the way, yeah, as you know, I know you're British, but the HHS, not exactly known as the best medical care and medical system in the world. Not exactly, General, but you're quite correct there. But I will add this as a caveat. I was born at the hospital that Boris Johnson and his in currently now and well, that so explains a lot mother. mick that so explains was my a lot, mother <laughs> well well she was probably born when hair, it was obviously well well she was probably born there before it became part of hhs before it was all socialized <laughs> so you were you born there when NHS, it was socialized nhs mick? nhs nhs, NHS. Uh, not hhs yeah. nhs were yeah. you born yeah. uh, w- were you born when it was nhs absolutely yeah yeah. Okay, you were. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. Boris Johnson, we wish him well. By the way, yeah. I like Thank Boris, you, but and I, I certainly don't want him to export any of his haggis, that's for sure. However, right. you know he's Boris, American, though, General. You know he's, he's part American. American. Yes, I, I know he's part yeah. American. He was yes, born I, in I do uh, downtown uh, Manhattan. Exactly. Now, yeah. interesting. If, let's say, Boris was born in England and moved to the United States at a young age, and wanted to become president, he could not. You must be born in the United States or on a military base, military establishment if you're uh, the son or daughter of a member of the military or the foreign service or a diplomat. Probably didn't know that. But Boris, before he ended up contracting the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, went around (laughs) saying, oh, I, I've gone to the hospital, shake, shake everybody's hands, not worried in any way, shape, or form. And I heard the audio of it, and I guarantee you, second thoughts about doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Not I think we all were a little bit uh, suspect, only because we know the media has yeah. a tendency to uh, make things a little bit more grandiose than they are. However, I mean, this is serious. I mean, I, I've, I've changed my tune on it. Well, I think everybody has. There's no doubt about it. Now, Mick, one of the items that the United States, President Trump, Uh our security agencies have been adamant, adamant about, is not contracting with Huawei, spelled H-U-A-W-E-A-I, Huawei, a, a Chinese Communist Party tied firm that is right now building 5G cellular infrastructure. They are one of the largest cellular manufacturers. People don't realize this. Their handsets very, very popular in China. In fact, they were sold in the United States until 
the federal government cracked down and said, that's it. We don't know what they're, what bugs are in there. They're, and they, Huawei can deny all they want. They're associated with the Chinese Communist Party. Baloney. No company that has any level of success in China or around the world that's Chinese domiciled has any success unless the Chinese Communist Party is involved. And Huawei, the United States has been warning countries, specifically Great Britain, specifically Boris Johnson and the MI6 officials, telling them, do not enter into a purchase agreement with Huawei for 5G cellular infrastructure. We believe they have backdoor keys to be able to monitor everything. It is a national security threat, a, a security threat, a threat to NATO, and every one of our allies. Well, Boris Johnson and MI6 said, well, we're going to continue, go right on through with contracting with Huawei for 5G. And it was, uh, let's put it, put a lot of strain between President Trump and Prime Minister Boris Johnson. And I was very, very perturbed that yeah. our ally, Great Britain, would not heed our advice. Big mistake. Well, what do you know, Mick the Brit? It seems... <laughs> That British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has had a change of heart. Change of heart after the Chinese Communist Party lied about the extent and severity of the Chinese Wuhan party, uh, uh, Wuhan virus. That's number one. Number two, they ordered, I believe, three and a half million Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus test kits from China. And, China. Mick, would you like to tell the rest of the story, or should I rub it in? No, you can rub <laughs> it in, General. General, listen, when the Australians are also saying, hey, Britain, uh, don't get involved with them, because between uh, yourselves in the USA, your neighbours up north in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, we, we share intelligence. That and is as a correct. result of Yes, and, 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 and thank God. And as a result of that, you know, even the Australians were, were chipping in and saying, look, don't get involved with these. This is terrible. When the Australians start saying that to the UK, you know something's wrong. And I've been a, a, a very big advocate of saying, no, let's not get involved. Also, Sir Nigel of Farage, he's also said that as well. So, yeah, you're right. But you you can, can continue to rub it in general. Go ahead. Well, would, would you like to, to, to state... What happened with all those 3.5 million Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus test kits that Great Britain purchased? Yeah, they were contaminated. They don't work. They do not work. They are yeah. faulty. Britain, yeah. Britain went through about 800,000 of them and said these things aren't accurate. They don't work. So all the garbage that China manufactures and China ships out is garbage. It is junk. So... Now, the United States would never go out and buy 3.5 million test kits unless they tested some of them first and specifically stated, if any of these kits are not accurate, first of all, we're going to do an extensive test. If not, we're not paying for them. Well, I hope that Great Britain did not pay for those in full. But because of that and the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, Boris Johnson and his cabinet and the MI6 officials have decided they're pulling out of the five G's five G contract with Huawei, Huawei mm. is now bye bye, adios. I don't know how to say it in Chinese, bye bye, but.
But uh, let me see. Actually, let me go ahead and do look, look at Google Translate right now while we're while we're here. I mean, I, I can look at it in Chinese. So let's see. Yeah. Let's look. Let's look what, at. What are you going to do, Mandarin or Cantonese, General? Uh, you pick it, Mick. Well, Mandarin, because that is the language of the uh, upper echelons of society. There. The see if you can translate. Don't hit, let the door hit you in the ass in Chinese. Yeah. Well, but I no, can't thank see. God, thank God, I say. And by the way, if you've got a Samsung. <laughs> If you've got a Samsung cellulite phone, then guess what? Wait, wait, did you say cellulite phone or cellular phone? Yeah, cell phone, right? Oh, yeah, I thought you said cellulite phone. No, it's a I cellular did. phone. Cellulite is what you see like women. They've got very thick legs. <laughs> looks like cottage cheese. That's cellulite, yeah, yeah. not cellular. Yeah. Oh, okay, cellular. Right, if you've got, an, if you've got a, a Samsung cellular phone, then a lot of the components are actually made in China. Just saying, General. Well, you're Just right, saying. and that's a problem, and we're going to have to cut our supply chains. So yeah. bye-bye yeah. is Zaijan. Now, Thank God. Zaijan. Exactly. Bye-bye. What else can we uh, – I, I wonder if there's any type of obscenities we could put in here. Let's see. Let's see if – Oh, actually – I'm good with obscenities. I'm good with obscenities. Oh, oh no, the Sergeant, Sergeant Steve's got to bleep them out. Carl, oh, no, come that's in. Right. We lose our license. See, I'm – Hold on. Wait, wait. But not in Chinese. Kao Tamen. So remember, it's only English. And I will let anybody look that up from go from Chinese traditional to English. And you can see exactly what I just wish the Chinese Communist Party. Kao Tamen. What was it, General? Just one more time. Let's hear it again. Kao Tamen. Let me see if there's. Let me see if I. Oh, hang on. Sounds like it involves four legs and somebody's mother. It's pronounced Kao Tamen. Kao Tamen. Kyle Tommen, now we know the rest I'm gonna of ask the obscenity story. All right, so okay, let me, like let me just finish here. Well, well, yeah, let, let me just finish this here. So Britain is pulling out. Enough is enough. Now, let me go to a reporter by the name of Yu Yu Wang. <laughs> That's her oh, name. Come on. Yu Yu Wang. I swear to you. I kid you. How can I make that up? Her name is Yu Yu Wang, Y-O-U-Y-O-U Wang, as in hold your Wang, W-A-N-G. It Yu sounds Yu like Wang. an invitation. I'm telling you that's her name. All right. <laughs> now, she asked a question earlier this week during one of President Trump's long-winded and extended task force briefings slash press conference slash campaign rallies. Take a listen to the exchange between Yu Yu Wang and President Trump. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. President. Only last week, there were multiple flights coming from China full of medical supplies. Yes. Companies like Huawei and Alibaba has been donating right. to the United States People like 1.5 million and 95 masks and also a lot of medical gloves and uh, much more medical supplies. Sounds like a statement more than a question. An ambassador, uh, Chinese ambassador Cui Tiankai last night wrote an op-ed on New York Times calling to cooperation with the United States. So are you personally working directly with China? We just signed a trade deal. So fighting with the it's virus. the biggest deal probably ever made. And I hope they're going to honor that trade deal. If they don't honor the trade deal, then I'll tell you a different answer. But 
I think they will. They're going to spend billions of dollars for agriculture. They're going to spend billions of dollars for many different things, whereas well, China never spent supply. money in our country. We spent money. We had a deficit, a trade deficit with China for years of $500 billion, $400 billion. We had the biggest trade deficits in the history of the world with China. Now China's going to spend a lot, has agreed to spend $250 billion, many billions of dollars in our country, much of it going to farmers and manufacturers. So I'll let you know. I mean, I, I hope they're going to honor the deal. We'll find with out. With China? Are you cooperating with I don't China? Know. Who are you working for, China? Do you I'm work not, for China or are you with a newspaper? Kong, Who are you with? Hong Kong Phoenix TV. Who owns that, China? Is it owned by China? No, is it owned by the state? No, it's not. It's a private-owned company. Okay, good. Okay. Notice how reporter Yu Yu Wang phrased, it wasn't a question, it was a propaganda statement talking about Huawei and Alibaba donating ventilators and all this other equipment. Huawei and Alibaba. Alibaba is the equivalent of Amazon owned by Jack Ma, or he's the founder, largest shareholder all have ties to the Chinese Communist Party. No company based in China that becomes international succeeds without the blessing of the Chinese Communist Party. This is all propaganda by China. And this reporter, supposed reporter, was asked by President Trump, are you working for China? You working for the Chinese government? Her answer, no, it's, uh, I work for Phoenix TV. It's a, it, it, he says, is it owned by China or private? Private, she blatantly lied. Phoenix TV is a Hong Kong-based news outlet that is controlled by branches of the Chinese Communist Party. Additionally, the CEO, the largest shareholder, is a former Chinese military officer with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. All of their reporting, very favorable to the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. And they have, over the last several years, been used as an outlet for airing televised confessions by various detained CCP critics, most notably five Hong Kong authors, booksellers, abducted by Chinese security forces in late 2015. It is part of the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda machine, pure and simple. Now, in the next hour, I will read you an op-ed that was published in the New York Slime by, written by Qiu Tiankai, China's ambassador to the U.S. Talk about blatant propaganda regurgitated pablum puke. It is it. China is on a clear path right now to influence not only American minds, and American media, and many of the libstream media is going right along with it, but the world media because they fear, they know that the world now is fed up with the Chinese Communist Party, the world hates the Chinese Communist Party, they hate the fact they are dependent on the Chinese Communist Party, and China is a manufacturing and supply chain source. It is over, and they know it. They are getting desperate. We will continue. Around the corner, we've got Voice Talent Ed down in Venice, Florida. And we've also got, by the way, Voice Talent Ed, are you in your special Alpha Cave or are you in your uh, uh, Super Mac Daddy studio? I'm, I'm in my living room, actually, because I don't have a hell of a lot to do in the studio nowadays, uh, being that I uh, promote a lot of concert and live event things. So well, I I'm thought you'd at least be by the pool, pool, Voice Talent Ed. What's that? 
I thought you'd at least well, be no, by the Well, no, because it's too noisy out there. I brought it inside. All right, there you go. Nice and quiet. And we've got Mick the Brit from the World War II London-era bunker in a classified location somewhere somewhere near or thereabouts. London, UK, England. We'll continue around the corner. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Cigar connoisseurs and enthusiasts love going into their retailer's humidor and seeing what's new, what's exciting. It's like a kid in a candy store. And we've got a great way that you can enjoy and sample fabulous cigars from incredible manufacturers. It's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month, you will receive three fantastic cigars in an Officers Club Ziploc pouch shipped directly to you for $22.95. Now, in... The past year, we've had incredible selections. We had the world of Davidoff, which featured an Avo and a Davidoff Winston Churchill. We've had cigars from A.J. Fernandez, from Rocky Patel, from Placencia, Drew Estate, Sindicato, Fonseca. Incredible cigars that you will love. Become a member of the Officers Club today. Join now. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. You will absolutely love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. All right, we'll wrap up this hour. A couple of items I, I found very interesting. As you know, I am no fan of the Chinese Communist Party. They are the enemy of America. They are the enemy of the world. New poll came out this week. 77% blame China for the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, including more than two-thirds of Democrats. 71% say American companies should pull back manufacturing in China. My question is, what about the 29% that say we shouldn't? How stupid are they? 69% support President Trump's tougher trade policies with China. 54% say China should pay reparations. It's very clear. The attitude towards China and the Chinese Communist Party has shifted radically and dramatically in a matter of three weeks. Most people, when President Trump took on China, the trade imbalance 
said, what is President Trump doing? He's, he's getting into a trade war and they're not buying our products and these tariffs are hurting everybody. Isn't it amazing now, two years later, how times have changed, how attitudes and perceptions have changed. 77% of Americans, how it's not 100 is beyond me, blame China for the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. 71% of Americans say companies should pull back manufacturing from China, and 69% support President Trump's tough trade policies with China. To the Chinese Communist Party, your gig is up. You may fall without a shot being fired. And I've got some information about a good friend of mine's brother that resides in Wuhan. I'll tell you about that next hour. Mick the Brit, voice talent Ed, continue with me, the general, global five-star in chief around the corner. Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General General Cigar Dave. is a special presentation of the Cigar Dave Show, America at War with the Chinese Virus. With the latest intel, here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. We are also at war with the Chinese Communist Party. Make no mistake, the Chinese Communist Party knew early on about the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP Wuhan virus. They concealed the information They restricted the information. They worked in cahoots with the World Health Organization, the WHO. That's another story I'll get to later this hour. In spreading the lie that the Chinese Wuhan virus, not communicable from person to person. We know that's a lie. We know President Xi Jinping, President Xi of China. We know that he knew about the Chinese Wuhan virus for well over a week, 10 days, did nothing, kept it a secret, thinking they could contain this, just like they tried to contain SARS. I mean, this is the equivalent of the Soviet Chernobyl in 2020. The entire world is holed up at home, businesses have closed, commerce has come to a standstill, there's no air travel, no travel period, the world's economy is in a recession, maybe going into a depression, all thanks to the lying bastard SOB Chinese Communist Party. Now, I can't say it in English, what I want to say to them, but it's a wonderful obscenity, so I'll say it in traditional Chinese. Kautamen! Look it up. You'll see exactly what that means. It is my pleasure to welcome back. First up, stateside, we've got voice talent Ed from his living room. Palatial living room voice talent, Ed. 
I know you've told me that you can't wait till the litation ceremony, but you just picked out another cigar. Hold it. We'll get to it in a few minutes, I promise. I got you. I'm waiting. I know, I'm sure. And joining us from his World War II era bunker, somewhere around London town in the UK, Mick the Brit in charge of the European Theater of Operations. General, it's good to be able to speak to you and the good lieutenant there, wherever they are, whatever they're doing. We're in this together. In this together, yes. I think I think the Queen said that, did she not? We're in this together, we shall get out of it together. Yes, yes, and indeed, she even quoted a line uh, because she became Queen at a very young age and uh, she um, quoted a line from Dame Vera Lynn, We'll meet again. Which oh, was Sergeant a... Steve, do me a favor. Yes, let's get She's We'll meet again. Around. We're going to close God out this it. hour. That's. I'm glad you reminded me, Mick the Brit. I had that on. I wanted to. I wanted to uh, to go ahead and play that to close the show. Mm. So, Sergeant mm. Steve, We'll meet again. Now, there is actually a in in I believe in in Britain they have the equivalent show of. Um, what is it, the music show, like uh, Britain's Got Talent, something like along yes. those lines. And there is yeah. a group, I think they're called the D-Day Singers. Oh, or, yes. yeah, They're actually, they, they're bringing back many of those, they're, they're dressing like World War II era, and they are, they're, it's about 10, 12 women, exceptional. Yeah. They really were phenomenal. Sergeant Steve, see if you can look that up. I want to close today's show with We'll Meet Again. That's very appropriate, Mick. I knew there was General. something I forgot. That's yeah, why you're I the colonel do, in charge of the European Theater of Operations. Indeed, General. I, I hope we will. And um, for the last, uh, they did it th Thursday that's just gone, and uh, the last couple of Thursdays that have gone previously before them. Um, people, even though they're in lockdown, we've been invited out to stand on our front terraces and applaud at 8 p.m. every Thursday night. UK time, and we're applauding the great work that the National Health uh, staff do, and indeed the people that keep Britain going during this catastrophe of a virus. Outstanding. Well, if I may interject. Yes, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Voice last night, ahead. Colleen and I watched the Winston Churchill thing with Gary Oldman. What a portrayal. What an extraordinary performance by him. And today I'm speaking to you on a, a microphone. When you mention World War II, the microphone I'm speaking to you on is an RCA 77D from 1945. It's a ribbon microphone. And uh, I just pulled this out because I thought, well, you know, hey, we're, uh, we're having a good time here. I, I figured I'd uh, give a little nostalgic uh, twist to this uh, broadcast today. 1945 RCA microphone, and it sounds very warm and smooth. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, there, there's a reason why they're still using these things 75, 80 years later. And um, so, yeah, I mean, because uh, Mick, uh, I mean, being he's British, uh, you know, and Vera Lynn, and all this kind of ties together. And I'll shut up now. Not a problem. Not a problem, Voice Condit. Always, <laughs> always enjoy your contributions. By the way, did you have to get that microphone... Uh, did you have worked on, or is it just the natural same exact uh, well, way? From see, there's a ribbon. How the how these old mics work is there is a, a kind of a corrugated. Uh, it's almost like a little accordion. It's a it's a slim piece of tin between two magnetic poles, 
Uh, and really, the technology hasn't changed in these old microphones, although they, they still make ribbon microphones, but they're, they have less self-noise now. But this one, like I say, it's from 1945, and as you can hear, it, it sounds phenomenal. Um, but they, they have to, uh, it's, it's a very fiddly type thing. It, it's, uh, it costs about 100 bucks to have it re-ribboned. And I've had this thing for about 20 years in a, in a display cabinet, and this is really the first time I've ever used it on, on anything. And, well, it uh, sounds great. I mean, sounds great, voice yeah, talent. So they, whoever's, whoever re-ribboned it, it sounds fantastic. Now, let's talk about China, the People's Republic of China, the Chinese Communist Party. As I ended the last hour, a new poll came out, Washington Post, 77% of Americans blamed China for the Chinese Wuhan virus, including more than two-thirds of Democrats. 71% say American companies should pull back manufacturing in China. 69% support President Trump's tougher trade policies with China. 54%, a majority, say China should pay reparations. They knew about this. They lied about it. They have endangered the entire world. They are going to be responsible for decimating an economy, not just the United States, the American economy, which it was doing fantastic, doing extremely well, but the entire world's economy, because they lied, because they, and I, there's still questions whether this was the virus, the Chinese Wuhan coronavirus, whether it was released inadvertently or on purpose from a level four lab in Wuhan, or it made its way somehow from a bat to a, an animal, a mammal, at the Chinese wet market in Wuhan. A person consumed it, and then it spread from there. We still don't know. But whatever it is, all of these respiratory illnesses seem to come from China. We had the big SARS epidemic. Yep. That was a huge issue. Avian flu. Now, H1N1 came from Mexico, from pork. But most of these seem to come from China. And as I stated... Numerous times over the past three weeks, I have a very good friend who's been going to China for 35 years, once a month. He said, thankfully, I'm not going back. I'm done. I've had it with them. Because he saw the handwriting on the wall over a year ago. He knew that manufacturing was getting more difficult, just there were issues coming up on a continual basis, getting more expensive to deal with China. So he basically started to expand his supply chains to wean himself off China. Good move. But he told me, when he goes, he only stays in four- and five-star hotels. He will never eat anywhere but the hotel dining room. Why? Because he said, as many Chinese have moved into the cities, gone from peasants, low class, to become middle class, as the economy has boomed in China, they still retain very primitive dining habits. And one of their primitive, disgusting, filthy, dirty dining habits purchasing exotic live mammals from these wet markets, these live markets. He said, no matter what you do, you can bring them into the city, give them electricity, power, state-of-the-art technology, but many of their ideas are rooted in primitive, obsolete ideas. They believe that eating some of these animals have, have, have medicinal properties, and, and they believe in the spiritual element of eating these things. He said, ultimately, many of them are a dirty, disgusting, they have dirty, disgusting dining habits. 
Well, here it is. And yet the Chinese Communist government has known about this and has done nothing. Now, the Chinese Communist Party, they infected not only China. They allowed this to spread. They infected the entire world, including the United States. And for decades, China has been trying to portray themselves, the Chinese regime, regime as upstanding citizens of the world. They are not. They are a gangster regime. They are worse than the mob. They are a criminal organization that masquerades as a sovereign country, pure and simple. They have infiltrated the United Nations, the World Health Organization. What they do is they don't have to fire a shot. They can infiltrate the World Health Organization. They put the current Secretary General or Medical Director or Director General of the World Health Organization in power. He's not even a medical doctor, the first ever director of the World Health Organization that is not an MD. Figure that one out. I think he's from Ethiopia, Kenya, one of these deep African South or deep country, one of the countries that is deep in the south, southern end of Africa. And he's bad news. He has been kowtowing to China and for China. The number two in charge was interviewed on a Hong Kong TV station, oh, I think about a week or two ago. Wouldn't even answer when the reporter said Taiwan, which China doesn't recognize. Taiwan in late December reported this to the World Health Organization and the WHO ignored it. He wouldn't answer the question. He skirted it. He wouldn't talk about China. He wouldn't criticize China. The United States of America provides the World Health Organization with 20% of their funding. The funding is supposed to be based upon population. Well, we're a country of 370 million. China's a population of 1.5 billion, yet they only pay 4% of the World Health Organization budget. Yet, the director and the entire regime kowtows to them, lies for them. It's unacceptable. And here's another kicker. When the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus was thought to be contained just in Wuhan and Hubei province, all these European companies, or countries, UK, I mean, you name it, France, they donated supplies to China. Now China is selling those supplies back to the European countries. They're making billions off of this virus by sent, uh, selling masks and other personal protective gear. It is beyond outrageous. And China's regime, the communist regime, has blocked American companies with factories in China from exporting products and other personal protection gear made in China prevented them from exporting it to the United States. 3M, perfect example. They were making masks. All the masks have been nationalized. They go all to China. Even though 3M is owned by an American company, they nationalized an American company's factory. Better learn our lesson, America. 3M, you better learn your lesson. Every other CEO, you better learn your lesson. Bring back manufacturing back to China or from China, back to the United States. Cut the ties. It's like crack. We need to send them to China Anonymous. Not Alcoholics Anonymous, but China Anonymous, so they break the Chinese ties. In fact, a ship that had just left China a while back, Chinese government commandeered it, turned it back. All those supplies stayed in China. And the leaders, President Xi, and all the other top officials of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, know that they are in a fight 
for their survival, for their existence, on several counts, domestically. The Chinese people now are fed up with the CCP. They have figured it out. They know they've been lied to. They know they cannot trust the CCP. They are The amount of anger and bitterness is, is spilling over into the streets. First time, about a week ago on social media, I happened to see video of riots in Wuhan where police were retreating and the police cars were toppled over. You don't see that in China. It's starting to change. I have a very good friend of mine, and I will not say the name of my friend. I will not say what the brother does. I will be very generic because I do not want to endanger his life in China. Because if you criticize the CCP, they, hijack, they, they kidnap you and send you away. In fact, one of the very wealthy real estate uh, landowners in China, with ties, by the way, to the CCP, wrote an op-ed criticizing the CCP, the Chinese government. Didn't criticize President Xi by name. What happened? He's missing. Nobody knows where he is. Haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. They are a brutal thug of a regime. So my friend told me that the brother lives somewhere in Ube province. Been there on an assignment. Cannot wait to get out. Can't get out, though. Now they're starting to lift the restrictions. He was able to get out the information through a secure source that the Chinese people, number one, are fed up, that they no longer believe or trust the communist regime, and that all the numbers you hear about the number of Chinese who have been infected with the Chinese Wuhan virus and have died from the Chinese Wuhan virus are blatant lies. They have been underreported by probably a factor of 10. And he said the proof was in the pudding. You could smell bodies being burned, the sulfur of bodies being burned all over Wuhan and Ubei province. And he said that there is no way that there were just, I'm trying to remember, let me just take a look and try, I'm trying to get it on. By the way, Steve, we'll take the whole segment here, just so you know, so you don't panic. We'll take this entire segment, and we'll do the libation, libation ceremony, fellow alphas at the bottom of the hour. But I want to just see Johns Hopkins. Let's see if I can find the exact number, because whatever it is, it is an absolute blatant lie. All right, here's the map from the Johns Hopkins coronavirus, or I call it the Chinese Wuhan virus, which is the official name. So let's take a look. They're saying that in China, China had confirmed cases. They're saying the number of confirmed cases, if this thing would pull up properly, which it now is, they are saying that in China there were a total of, in Ubay, 3,215 deaths. Now let me give you a reference point. Ube province is 40% larger than the metro New York area. You're talking over 16 million people that reside in Hubei. Yet only 3,200 deaths, but in New York City, the deaths are 5,150. And that they're saying that in China, the number of confirmed cases in China, and let me get this because it just got out of it here. Let me find it one more time because I do want to be very accurate. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts. But the number of confirmed cases in China, 82,000, but in the United States, 451,000? Please. As this gentleman said, you could smell the bodies being burned. 
He said there were 10 times more, if not 100 times more deaths. He said, do not believe any of the numbers coming out of China. They have lied about everything. And the Chinese now know, the Chinese Communist Party knows that the citizens of China, it is a powder keg that could go off. Remember, there's only about really three, four, five thousand top Chinese communist officials. There are maybe three, four hundred thousand in the Chinese Communist Party, maybe even a million, but there's only about three, four thousand that count. You topple them, it is over. And they know that the rest of the world is fed up with China, that every country is now screaming for their companies to cut the supply chains from China. Leave China. Stop doing business with China. China's economy is dead, collapses without the rest of the world, and that is absolute fact. So bottom line, the absolute bottom line is that we can decimate China without a shot being fired by stopping to do business with them. Cut the supply chain. Every CEO that doesn't move manufacturing out of China and back to the United States should be considered a traitor to this country because they see what happens. China is not our friend. They will screw us at any turn. And if we are now dependent on China, hereafter, we're the suckers. We're the morons. We're the schmucks. We're the idiots. Absolutely unacceptable. Do not listen to a word. And here's another kicker. China was just appointed the United Nations Committee on Human Rights. Now, try not to fall off your chair. China, which has got over a million, I think, Uyghur Muslims in work camps, concentration-type camps, there's any dissidents, any, any disagreement with the CCP, they kidnap you, they round you up, and they, they torture you or they kill you. They are now going to be sitting on the UN Committee of Human Rights? What an absolute joke. It shows you how the United States is the largest contributor to the United Nations, but we're the suckers. We're the morons. We're the idiots. And President Trump is right. Let's cut the ties to the World Health Organization. They lied about it. They covered for China. 20% we represent of their funding. China for. Yet they kowtow to China? Enough's enough. We must say that's it. Mick the Brit, what's the mood like in the UK? Yeah, um, it's exactly the same as it is there with uh, you guys there in the USA. What I will say here is that now the economists are saying where there has to be a balance between the economy and the future health of the nation. Because All right, well, we'll, we'll get into that. that. All right, but, but sure. I'm talking about China right now because we're tight on time. Bottom line is China's bad news. We need to cut the ties. They are the enemies of America and the enemies of the world. They cannot be trusted. The Chinese Communist Party may very well fall without a shot being fired. I say bravo. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy and Chinese virus sanitation maneuvers performed, it's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. That voice sounds very familiar. That would be Voice Talon Ed, who is joining us as one of our co-hosts. That right, Voice Talon Ed? Hey, buddy. It's, I and, cannot tell you how what a, what a pleasure it is to... Uh, be here. I mean, we, we got the band back together again. There you go. We've got Mick the Brit in his World War II bunker somewhere in London town. Mm-hmm. Here, now, general front and center. Outstanding. Before I get to what cigars you are enjoying, let me first of all state that I've got two cigars in front of me. Now, one cigar I will be smoking today, and one cigar I have just placed in front of microphone position number two in an ashtray that will not be smoked today. It is a special cigar as we dedicate our national cigar, or I should say international cigar litation and libation ceremony to Mel Borshowitz, who passed away this week at the age of 82, the father of very good friend, Jeff Borshowitz, the owner, founder of Corona Cigar Company in Orlando with three stores in Orlando and the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the cigar city of Tampa that we conduct broadcast maneuvers from on a regular basis. Mel passed away this week, 82, and we want to extend our condolences to Jeff and his sister, his entire family. And in microphone position to, in Mel's memory, I have got an FSG cigar, a Florida sun-grown, made by Drew Estate with the tobacco grown on the Florida sun-grown farm that Jeff Borshowitz created and tends to that I've had the privilege and pleasure of visiting and conducting broadcast maneuvers from. And it is indeed a big time labor of love because it's not a labor of making tons of money, but the tobaccos coming from Jeff's FSG farm in Claremont, Florida has been highly acclaimed. And I know that Mel was quite proud of Jeff for all his endeavors. So in Mel's memory, in Mel's honor, microphone position number two, we've got a Florida sun-grown FSG cigar that will go unlit. Stay for the rest of 
the show. And I have just pulled out the second of the two selections that were in the March 2020 Officers Club selection that were mailed last week. So many of you should have those. If not, by early next week, everybody should have them. With all the craziness around the Chinese Wuhan virus and there are limitations on the number of people you can have in warehouses and separation just took a little bit longer. We hope that we will have the April selection out by late next week or the following week. We'll get to that at another time. But the two selections that were in the March 2020 Officers Club, the first was the CAO session, which I enjoyed last week. You got two of those. And we also put a CAO Oriana, which is the fourth in the acclaimed exotic CAO Amazon series. Not the Amazon retailer, internet retailer, but Amazon is in the Amazon Basin in Brazil. Limited edition Oriana. It's been sold out for ages. What I didn't realize is that brand manager Doug Baldwin and master blender Rick Rodriguez of CAO, unbeknownst to me, when we talked about doing a couple of years ago one of the Officers Club selections using the Amazon Basin, they stashed away a bunch of the CAO Oriana, knowing that they wouldn't be available. So I thought we were going to do three CAO sessions, and they said, we got a little surprise for you, General. We're going to do two CAO sessions for the March Officers Club selection and one CAO Oriana. Very, very limited, wrapped in six-year-aged Brazilian Cubra leaf, a very unique, dark, chocolatey, oily wrapper. It's finished with what's called a fuma and corda at the head. They take the wrapper leaf and they roll it tight so it's got a cord that goes about an inch wrapped around the top of the head. A beautiful, full-bodied cigar, exotic taste, wonderful. Rick Rodriguez, master blender, longtime friend, did a marvelous job with it. Those of you that are members of the Officers Club, you will absolutely enjoy the CAO Oriana. In addition to the CAO session, if you haven't gotten them yet, you should get them by mid-next week. Everything delayed with this Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. I want to strangle every one of them, including President Xi Jinping of China. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Now, this is a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. However, what I would love to do with this guillotine, if I could make a bigger version and fit President Xi Jinping of China, if I could fit his head inside this guillotine and go, boom, like Marie Antoinette, it would bring the world much pleasure. The people of China would be, would be thrilled, ecstatic. Democracy in China. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? If only... This double-edged, self-sharpening stainless steel guillotine could do that job. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. You are listening to the CCK, the Chinese Communist Killer. The Cigar Dave R&D Laboratory came up with this, one of our litation devices. You can take a listen to that thing. I mean, this thing is just incredible. This thing... I'm telling you, you could line up about 50 Chinese commies, starting with President Xi Jinping, and go right down the line, just like a fire-breathing torch, boom, they'd all be vaporized like that. I will use this today on my CAO Oriana. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. 
Perfect cut. I will toast the foot of this cigar, and as I do, let's go to voice talent Ed. Yes, what sir. are you smoking today, voice talent Ed, I for the international a, libation? I am smoking sir. a 1964 Padron Anniversary Edition, and the fabulous feline, uh, the Portuguese Princess Colleen, is smoking a Rocky Patel Edge. Come over here and say hello, hon. Very nice. Portuguese Princess, greetings. Ah, here you are. Put the cans on. Hi there. Portuguese Princess, What I understand you've been busy in the kitchen. Why have I not seen anything at the Pleasure Palace? Any delicacies coming my way? They're all under quarantine. <laughs> you what? I missed that. They are all under quarantine. Oh, they're under quarantine. I see. Okay. Well... They should, you could you could get them all hermetically sealed for my safety and still deliver them. That would be fine. This is true. Okay. Well, I am puffing and rotating. By the way, Voice Talent Ed, is that the Padron 1964 natural wrapper or Maduro wrapper? It is a Maduro, actually. My favorite. Yeah. Love it. Mm. I do, Absolutely too. Yeah. Love it. Oh, listen, everything Padron makes, even if you buy the regular Padron series, oh, you absolutely. can't go wrong. You no, cannot uh-uh. go wrong. It's my go-to. Yeah. Cannot go wrong. And I tell people, they say, well, you know, should I get the 1964 or the 1920? I said, listen, get whatever you can get because you will not go wrong. Padron yep. cigars, absolutely fantastic. I love their Maduros. Whenever I go visit George and Orlando Padron down in Miami, they know what I love. Uh, I love their Maduro wrapped cigars, the 1964, the Give George my Absolutely. But I will tell you that everything Padron makes, everything, you cannot go wrong, but I love the 1964 anniversary Maduro. One of my absolute favorites. Can't go wrong. Mick the Brit, what are you smoking today? And please don't tell me it's a Guantanamera. No, it's <laughs> not this week. This week, it's an a humble H. Upman. An H. Upman no, from yeah, yeah. Cuba or the Dominican? It says Havan on it, General. Uh, what can I say? Well, you're a communist lover, Mick. We always knew it deep down. You love those commie <laughs> bastards. Uh-huh. Good. Let me get that gear. Actually, Nick, Mick, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, this this double-edged self-sharpening stainless steel guillotine, if I wanted to put your neck in here, it would fit. I wouldn't have to expand this thing, okay? It would fit. I'm telling you. I'm, Boom. I'm glad you said my neck and not my... Oh, well. Yes, the well, last, listen, uh, I, I moonlight yeah. as a moil. So, you know what? <laughs> listen, if I, Mick, from what I hear, Jesus. from what the, from what the dames say, if you could yeah. find it, you could snip it. But unfortunately, they can't even find it. So, <laughs> it's, it's a lost cause. <laughs> you people are sick. Lost cause. All right, let us continue. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I just felt a warm body of fur next to my leg. And as I look down, I see Pendragon's Royal Baron, my canine, underneath. Right underneath me. I'm like, wait a minute. I feel something very fluffy and furry. In fact, I'll <laughs> I'll shoot a picture of this. He's, he's hiding right underneath the, uh, the desk here. Okay, Baron, I know you want a cigar. You can't have a cigar. I know you love cigars and the aroma, but you can't have one. But maybe I'll give him a little sip of my libation. Now, Mick, you don't have in your honor, thumbs. what's that, uh, Ed? It, it's, it's tough when you don't have a, uh, you have a posable fingers. Uh, oh, uh, that is true. But I'll hold a cigar and he can take a puff with his chompers. All right. Now, I've just pulled out a can that I've opened up actually during the break, and I've put it into a little beer mug here. Mick, in your honor, in your honor, as they say, 
I have pulled out a libation from Tadcaster, North Yorkshire, England, from the John Smith's Brewery, the highest selling what they call bitter in the United Kingdom since the mid-1990s. Bitter, not bitter. Right, Mick? Am I saying it right? Bitter. Bitter, yeah, with a T, not a D. Bitter. Bitter. B-I-T-A-H. Bitter. I'm going to have a bitter, or as we say in the United States, bitter. But bitter is a British style of pale ale that varies in color from gold to dark amber, typically 3 to 5.5% alcohol by volume, and I have pulled out the John Smith's Original, a malty, bittersweet ale, slight fruitiness, a bitter aftertaste. So let me do this. I'm going to swirl it around, and I'm going to say... See, this, this, this particular glass that I'm using doesn't have that nice... Sound effect, but nonetheless, I'll say cheers. Mm. I've got it served cool. Actually, it's very nice, very nice. Getting some you sweetness sure? on the palate. I yep. would say the color on this looks like a deep orange. On the bitter side, IBU wise, I'd say probably around 25, 28. Not overly bitter, not overly hoppy. Actually, very pleasant. Mick, I know this also Jim. comes aged in a cask. This one I got just in the can, but they also make it where you can get it uh, aged in the cask. Very nice, and this is a popular beer in the UK. Yes, so tell me, how popular is this beer? Very, especially with Mick the Brit. Is that your primary <laughs> go-to beer, or is it Guinness? Um, well, Sundays is always Guinness Day for medicinal purposes, but uh, the rest of the week, yeah, a nice pint of John Smith's. Outstanding. And let's ask Voice Talent Ed what he is imbibing right now. Well, well I'm I'm at a higher test uh, thing because uh, in, in honor of Mick the Brit and our uh, many nights that we've raised hell whenever we do the the live shows, I have Grants. Well, I'm sorry, Grants. Grants. Uh, scotch. And I have a little, I, I always like a little bit of uh, sparkly water in mine. So that's what I'm uh, enjoying today. Interesting combination. Grants. We don't say grants, it's grants. Grants. As they say in Britain. Grants and bitters. I'll have some bitter and some water. Some water with Mick the Brit. Outstanding. All right. So I've got my CEO Oriana that is properly lit. I've taken a nice sip of my John Smith's Original, a nice multi bittersweet ale. And in microphone position, in honor of Mel Borshowitz, I've got an FSG cigar that will remain unlit the remainder of the show. Got a special way that we will end the show in the next segment that we will get to. But I also do want to get, when we come back, a couple of other items that I would like it to get to. One a little bit off topic. One about a pilot flying medical supplies. There's a unique twist to that story that I will get to. And also, uh, non-related to the Chinese Wuhan virus, but it has to do with, it's almost deja vu, as Yogi Berra would say, deja vu all over again, about a college lacrosse team whereby several members accused of something and some drastic consequences. Reminds me of the Duke lacrosse team. We will get to that final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show with Mick the Brit. Voice talent Ed comes your way next. 
Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. For Apple, Android, and Kindle devices, you can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Cigar connoisseurs and enthusiasts love going into their retailer's humidor and seeing what's new, what's exciting. It's like a kid in a candy store. And we've got a great way that you can enjoy and sample fabulous cigars from incredible manufacturers. It's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month, you will receive three fantastic cigars in an Officers Club Ziploc pouch shipped directly to you for $22.95. Now, in... The past year, we've had incredible selections. We had the world of Davidoff, which featured an Avo and a Davidoff Winston Churchill. We've had cigars from A.J. Fernandez, from Rocky Patel, from Placencia, Drew Estate, Sindicato, Fonseca. Incredible cigars that you will love. Become a member of the Officers Club today. Join now. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. You will absolutely love it. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Made in Honduras, beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. This medium to full bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well balanced. 15 years ago, they thought we'd never make it in the business. 10 years ago, they thought we'd never last. Five years ago, they started paying attention. Now, we're right where we belong, in your hand. So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the decade these cigars will deliver. I like Chinese. I like Chinese. They only come up to your knees. Yet they're always friendly and they're ready to please. I like Chinese. Except the CCP. I like Chinese. Except the CCP. The Chinese Communist Party. We like the Chinese people. No no issues with them. They don't want to live under the rule of the CCP gangster thug regime. But that will change. All right, final minutes. Mick the Brit and Voice Talent Ed rejoin us. Here's a great story about a 16-year-old. Now, sometimes we, we talk about kids where... They're not necessarily responsible. They're kind of slacking off. But here's a 16-year-old that can't drive. He cannot drive alone yet. His name is T.J. Kim. Lives in McLean, Virginia. McLean, Virginia. But T.J. can fly. He has earned his pilot's license. Flies a Cessna 172. Turned his flying uh, passion into missions of mercy, bringing desperately needed supplies to rural hospitals in need. Every week... He transports gloves, masks, gowns, other equipment to small hospitals around Virginia. He made his first delivery March 27th to a 25-bed hospital in Luray, Virginia. P. 
people went crazy, and he decided that from now on he's going to be doing that. So good for him. He's a sophomore at Landon School in Bethesda, Maryland. And so often we hear about you know, issues with kids where they're slacking off or they're not responsible, but there are plenty of responsible kids, and here is a perfect example. Tell you what, I'm going to hold the story about the Amherst College lacrosse team to next week because I want to give that ample time. Now, Mick the Brit, you'll, of course, remember in World War II, there was a song that was very, very famous entitled We'll Meet Again, uh, popularized by Vera Lynn. Do you remember that, Mick? Indeed, I do, General, yes. All right. I wasn't well, around it, at the time, of course, but I do remember it. Correct. 1943, so actually 1939 song, but really became popular during World War II, resonated with soldiers going off to fight, as well as their families, their sweethearts. And so many of us today, voice telling Ed, you're not going yes, into the office. Uh, Mick the Brit, you're pretty much a stationary at home. We can't go out to grab a cocktail. We can't go out to dinner. We can't go out to a sports event. Can't go out to the movies. But there will be a time where we will all be able to meet again. When the Chinese Wuhan virus dissipates, we've won the war against the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. There will be a time where we can all go out and meet again. So I thought it appropriate. As we wrap things up, I want to thank Mick the Brit. I want to thank Voice Talent Ed. Gentlemen, thank you much. Thank you. We will end. in the business next month, and I've bound my family with you guys. Well, Mazel Tov, uh, Ed, and we definitely part of the family, as you all know. We will end today very specially. We'll meet again with the D-Day darlings as we wrap up this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Clouds fall.